Hey, welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like Capital Ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy, if you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy. You can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much.
don't love you. All right, Jake and Bakey, why don't we set set the room? We're going to do a little BYOQ today, but maybe we can inspire people. I got a 14-day gratitude challenge that I want to provide to everyone so if they can reach out to me. I found it's the easiest way to change people's lives is simply give them 14 days of guideposts to gratitude and uh, want to inspire everyone to just real quick, Jay, before I start, because it's really interesting. You know, I read a study about gratitude and obviously I'm a big gratitude guy, but I read this study that it's amazing that the people um, that uh, have and are grateful, um, they can be grateful if they're sick. They can be grateful if they're tall, small, short. You can be grateful if you're poor. You can be grateful if you're rich. You can, you know, all, all of all of these areas have people can be grateful, and there can be happiness that's attached. And it's amazing that people can be poor and happy, rich and happy, small and happy, tall and happy, different colors and happy, different cultures and happy, different religions and happy. All these you can be handicapped. You can miss an arm, a finger, a leg. You could have not be able to walk, see, hear, taste, and be happy. But in the end, there's only one thing that determines your happiness is if someone's not grateful, if someone's not grateful, they cannot be happy. And so I decided to do a 14-day gratitude challenge to bring the only common denominator, the only stable data to the human existence to make sure that whether you're tall, small, short, fat, it does not matter, you got to have gratitude. You have to have gratitude in order to be fat, happy. The only component of being unhappy is not being grateful. So join me on this 14-day gratitude challenge. You will find a great enhancement in your life. Anyway, Jake, why don't you go ahead and set the room? We got our... Let's do it. Thank you so much, Dave. Thank you, Amelia. The 14-day gratitude challenge is incredible. I highly suggest everyone check it out. Happy Friday, everybody. It is here at 6 a.m. Pacific time, 9 a.m. Eastern time with David Meltzer. As Dave mentioned, he's been doing a, a Zoom training for over... 21 years, his Friday trainings. So he is currently live on Instagram. Of course, here on Clubhouse, Facebook, Twitter, and then, of course, on his Zoom. So if you'd like to ask him a question here on BYOQ on Clubhouse, please feel free to back channel me. We have some incredible guests lined up that want to come on and ask questions. So with that in mind, Dave, do you want to take a quick question from your Zoom training, and then we'll bring someone up in on Clubhouse in the meantime? Dave, I think you're on mute here on Clubhouse. Um, how about I learn how to use Clubhouse? I apologize. All right. Anyway, I was saying that, yeah, we'll take a quick question online and then go and start lighting people up here on Clubhouse. So thank you, everyone, for your patience. Let's start here. What does it mean to be a profit center, quote unquote, for and through your clients? Well, I think a lot of people miss this point when they're of service or of value. Product services and solutions should be able to be a profit center for people. And you have to put it into that framework, no matter what you do as a coach, a mentor, as a speaker, an author, it doesn't matter in the most subjective of all careers. If you cannot articulate how you are a profit center, a person who will provide profit to by utilizing the service solution or software, whatever it may be, then you are diminishing your capacity. You're diminishing the statistical success that you have. Whether you're a real estate agent, a financial planner, whatever it may be, you need to think about it in terms of and be able to articulate it in terms of being a profit center. How am I going to create value for you by utilizing the service? And more importantly, after you're able to articulate the profit center 
then you must be able to articulate the value of that profit center to exceed what you're asking for. If you can do that, the statistical success will exponentially grow and accelerate. You will be just amazed of the success that you have by understanding things in the terms and the perspective of being a profit center and articulate the value to exceed more than you're asking for within the context of that profit center. So everyone else out there realize that in order to see yourself as a profit center, you have to learn to look within, learn to love yourself, learn to see the value of your skills, your knowledge, and your desire. And if you can do that, you are a profit center yourself, your software solution and service will also transcend that same profit. And then we just need to practice every day, getting better and better and better at articulating that profit center to exceed what we're asking for. All right, Jake, have we had uh, a quick lineup of people, someone coming on to give me a question? We sure do. And seeing yourself as a profit center, you have to look within. Good little uh, knowledge bomb there. Thank you for that. First up, we've got Niku. Welcome to the clubhouse, Niku. If you can please unmute yourself and feel free to ask your question. Thanks so much, Jake. And good morning, David. How are you, my friend? I'm great. Thank you for joining me. Thanks so much for having me. So I love talking to you about just your mindset and the way that our thoughts change our energy. When we're thinking about the quantum world, energy, vibration, and frequency, you talked about gratitude and how it doesn't matter what you have in life, you have to have gratitude in order to be happy. Can you talk a little bit about when we're being grateful and having grateful thoughts and releasing that positive energetic vibration into the universe, what's happening within our brains to actually help us release those neurotransmitters to feel happiness? Yeah, so understanding the conscious continuum and the quantum nature of our being, that our DNA, our energetic and genetic inheritance is speaking to the universe. It's the conduit of asking, right? I mean, even to the point where if you look at words, words are so important of what we ask for. We talk about spelling. You know, the word spelling comes from casting spells. That, that's where it came from. And it, to me, is indicative of how powerful our thoughts, our speech, our beliefs, and our actions are towards what we want. And so if you put it into the terms of frequency, like you are, we have to look at vibration because vibration is what creates frequency. Everything vibrates. Everything vibrates. Even things you can't see are vibrating. And see, the earth or minerals, they vibrate the slowest and then plants, and then animals, then humans vibrate faster, then sound, and then light, and then thought. And the thought that vibrates the fastest is the truth, and gratitude is the expression of genius, it's the expression of God, it's the expression of the all-knowing, all-powerful, omniscient source coming through you for others, allowing yourself to appreciate what you have through gratitude, acknowledge what you have through gratitude by giving it away. We don't know what we have until it's stolen, taken away, given away, or lost. That's the only way we really acquire the knowledge of what we have through gratitude. And then we can ask for more. We could put our spell or cast our spell on ourselves by using the right words, the right beliefs, the right activity in order to effectuate more gratitude. And what happens within the conscious continuum is not only is the cellular structure changed by this positive light, the highest vibrating frequency that there is, the truth of being grateful, of finding light, love, and lessons in everything, and be able to do that, that we're reinforcing through our cellular memory that then speaks to our subconscious mind. See, the subconscious mind doesn't remember facts. It remembers feelings. It remembers emotions. It remembers frequency. It remembers e energy 
M motion, it remembers the energy and motion that you put forth. And the highest energy and motion that you could put forth is gratitude, the power of finding the light, the love and the lesson. So when we're continually in the cycle, the flow of gratitude, when we're creating a cellular input through our five senses of gratitude, looking at what we're grateful for, hearing what we're grateful for, smelling what we're grateful for, touching what we're grateful for, tasting what we're grateful for. And then that is then daily inputted into our subconscious feelings, the emotions that create neural pathways, that create efficiencies, effectiveness, and statistical success that continually reinforce gratitude that then creates a frequency that talks to our quantum nature of that energetic and genetic frequency, allowing us to pursue our potentials that exist within our DNA, talking to the epigenetic layer of the DNA. So it's transcoding that frequency to activate the highest vibrating frequency that you have in your quantum being. And then what are you? You are a beacon of light, not only a beacon of light to others, but a beacon of light asking, casting the spell from the universe of what we want to do more good, to create, expand, and grow, to make more money a currency and energy and motion that we put into the flow to get what we want, money, but also faith, that object of energy that we put into the flow to get what we want, that faith that calls upon something bigger than us that loves us more than we love our own children, to allow, just like you are asked by your child, can I have this, daddy? Well, I will give my child anything they ask for if I think it's good for them. If I don't, they will then receive something that should teach them a lesson of what is good, like a no. Even though they think they're being punished when they get a no, they're being protected and promoted through the continuum of the frequency, the conscious competency, through the understanding of gratitude being the highest vibrating thing on this earth. Because light, love, and lessons vibrate the fastest, the truth. And so if we understand the conscious continuum that creates our embodiment, and we understand the reconciliation that occurs between the speed of thought, the fastest vibrating speed, and the speed of light, the light time in which we live in, the activities of 24 hours a day, man-made constructive time, based off of the speed of light, the time a particle of light leaves the sun and comes to the earth, 186,000 miles per second or so. And knowing this reconciliation allows us to be happy which is our ultimate goal. And then understanding the non-negotiables in our life that make us happy through gratitude, our health, our family, the activity we get paid for. We then start to understand how important it is. And we then dedicate our lives to not only being grateful ourselves and finding the light within us, but sharing it with everybody. So that's why I'm doing the 14 day gratitude challenge. That's why every great thought leader, every great exposed person will tell you that the way they got there, the most important, the easiest, the best thing to do is to be grateful, to live at your highest potential, to live in the light of gratitude, the ability to find the light, the love and the lessons, to have both currencies of money and faith working in your direction, to allow you to remember, to allow you to remind, to allow you to recollect that you are connected to and through the greatest source, something so big, it's omniscient, all powerful and all knowing, and it cares about you even more than you care about your children. This is how frequency and quantum nature work together with gratitude. And it is why gratitude is the only common denominator in all happy people. Everything else is arbitrary and illusion and capricious.
David, you're incredible. I'm sitting here on the back chat telling Jake, I love you guys. I appreciate you guys. Because every time you speak, it's like the energy within me vibrates at a higher frequency as well. So I appreciate you so much. I just joined your gratitude challenge and I'm excited to learn and hear more. I love you. Thank you so much. Awesome, Jake. I'm going to take another online question and then while we line somebody else with another fabulous uh, uh, opportunity to learn. So I'll do that. Okay, Jake. Amazing. And thank you so much, Nico. We love and appreciate you too. Absolutely. All right, here we go. David, do you have some advice uh, for someone who wants to leave their corporate job and transition to entrepreneurship? Uh, yeah. Well, first of all, I want you in your job to do better at what you're doing. I want you to find light, love, and lessons in what you're doing at your corporate job. Uh, two things will happen. Uh, you'll get paid more, you'll get more opportunities and more time in order to figure out other options and opportunity and time in which to utilize the second component of what you're gonna find out. See, if you lean into what you're doing now, one other thing will occur is you will raise your own awareness of what your basement is. And what I mean by that is that you will find your basement by starting to understand what your skills and knowledge are, your skills, how it are, ascertains and pertains to what you're doing, how it's synergistic, supplementary, and aligned with what you're doing. But even more importantly, where maybe it's synergistic or supplementary or aligned with something else that's doing better in the world of corporations or doing a stable, more stable than what you're doing. Or maybe it's a lottery ticket and you just think it's going to be doing better. Uh, but the only way that we can raise the awareness is look within. So look within the corporate job that you have to determine and raise your awareness of the skills and the knowledge of what and who you know, knowledge of what and who you know, and then apply those, align those to see synergistic and supplementary to what's doing well within and without, what is stable within and without, and what is going to be doing well within and without. Knowing that the skills and knowledge represent your basement now you can apply your why knowing that your desire, your desire determines your ceiling. And so certain people are born with certain gifts. So no matter what, no matter what desire, you know, Ryan Leaf, the quarterback who's supposedly one of the biggest busts ever in the NFL, his. Did David go out? I think so. Can I think he's gone. He's David, muted. David is muted. Yeah, I think David will be right back. Uh, Mike Mamola, do you want to share your uh, takeaway of the week while we wait for David to come back? Hi, everybody. Dave will be right back. Does anybody want to share kind of what they've learned so far or their takeaway of the week or maybe something that they're grateful for? Feel free to chime in here. Jake, this is Yeshim. I just wanted to encourage everyone to follow Dave on uh, David on YouTube as well because 
I I love listening to him daily. So the gratitude challenge is also amazing, but I am really getting so much value from listening to his YouTube videos. So just wanted to bring it to the attention of everyone. Thank you, Jake. Jake, I'm back. Sorry, the internet went down here on uh, Meltzer Island. <laughs> no worries, Dave. We just had uh, Yeshim joining, uh, telling you a little bit about how much he appreciates you and, and everything. So maybe, Dave, you want to take a quick question here on Clubhouse? Yeah, work? let's take it. Yeah, that'd be, let's bring somebody up. And thank you so much for the compliment. I appreciate anyone uh, and appreciate and so grateful for everyone just listening. Awesome. Yeah, Yeshim, if you want to continue with the question, thank you for giving that uh, quick knowledge burst. But if you want to give a, a quick question, feel free to do so. Oh, thank you, Jake. And David, yeah, it was me who was saying that I'm getting really daily value from your YouTube channel, Daily Gratitude. Really appreciate you. My question to you is, um, you mentioned that when we are in difficult times, we have to imagine that the creator loves us so much that 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 like huge love and um i'm trying to help a friend of mine who really said he never felt loved and he he keeps on going to this dark place and to be honest i also sometimes struggle when things in my life really don't go well and i am like but i'm a very good person why is this happening to me you know like if like four or five things go wrong at the same time so i i would love to know how do you manage to feel that big love at a time when a lot of things go wrong and uh yeah would love to to know how your thought process is there so we can learn from you oh wonderful yes and, and i'll tell you what i do because it really has worked for me i have to remind myself and i do like everyone else right that have the days uh and hopefully through all the mechanism i utilize they don't last as long uh with the hits that keep on coming but what i do is i remind myself of one thing when i was three years old i went to go put my hand on a stove and now my mother who's an incredible single mom or two jobs, I, I would, you know, just know, I, w I wish I could love myself as much as my mom loves me. Let's just put it that way. I wish I could love myself as much as my mom loves me. And she wasn't an abusive person. She would never hit anyone. She was a second grade teacher, a principal. She worked two jobs. She had six kids. All of them went to the Ivy Leagues. Hey listeners, if you enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. Do you want to know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called The Morning Five, five simple steps to an extraordinary morning. If you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to themorning5.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day. Except for yours truly, summa cum laude, just an amazing woman. So anyway, at three years old, I go to reach out and touch the stove and she slaps my hand and screams at me for obvious reasons. I cried and I screamed back at her, mom, why are you punishing me? Why are you punishing me? And she said, I'm not, I'm protecting you. I'm promoting you. You just don't know enough yet. You don't know what it would feel like if you touch that stove. And I'm trying to share my dummy tax because when I was a child, I put my hand on the stove 
and it really hurt. It was a punishment. This is a protection. This is a promotion. And if we could shift the paradigm of our life to know I am happy, healthy, wealthy, and worthy, what am I doing to interfere with it? Where am I reaching out and touching the stove? Am I dating the wrong person? Am I looking and seeking the wrong things, the wrong jobs? Am I eating the wrong foods? Am I not moving my body in the correct manner? Am I not hydrating? Am I not sleeping correctly? What am I doing to interfere with what I already am? which is connected to and through this omniscient, unlike my mom, omniscient, all-knowing, all-powerful protector. And so when I receive pain, setbacks, failures, mistakes, I think of myself, oh, don't touch that stove. I'm being promoted. I'm being protected. I'm being pushed to something better, to a safer, better place, to a higher vibrating source that allows me to clear more interference between me and my potential. I'm just too stupid to know it. The same way as when I was three years old, I was too stupid to know, or I should say ignorant to know that that stove's going to burn you. Just remind yourself every time you have a mistake, failure, setback, that that stove is burning you. It's only solution is to find the lesson, the light and the love in it to find the lesson the love by using cancel clear connect one of the mechanisms that i give people in my book you're welcome to that for free too along with the 14-day gratitude challenge which this is part of is to start practicing how do i stop drop and roll find the light the love and the lessons cancel clear connect out into understanding oh i'm just trying to touch the stove you know this is what i thought i wanted i really wanted to put my hand on that stove that's what i w- thought i wanted this job this career, this house, this bank account, whatever it may be. This is what I thought I wanted. But, uh, you know, all these punches, all these slaps on the hand and screaming at me from the source. Oh, boy, I better start looking to see where to put my hand instead of over there. So remind yourself of the stove. Find the light, the love and the lessons. You stop, drop and roll. Practice, cancel, clear, connect. All these things are in, in my book, which I give to you for free, or the Gratitude Challenge, reach out to me. I'd love to teach anyone this, to teach other people this, because as you know, my mission is to empower over a billion people to be happy. This is a key concept, your relationship with pain. Your relationship with pain has to be one of promotion and protection, not punishment. Does that sound fair? Thank you, David. And I don't know if it was your connection or mine, and I could not hear you at all, which I cannot believe, but I will definitely email you. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you. Hopefully everyone did hear me, and I apologize. I'm on an island, so we, hopefully Jake's covered me. <laughs> you're good to go, Dave. We all heard you on here. Thank you so much. I'll quickly reset the room, Dave, and then if you want to take a question from Zoom, from the training. Uh, this is the Breakfast with Champions, 6 a.m. Pacific time, 9 a.m. Eastern time with David Meltzer. Thank you, everybody, for joining. Dave's doing a BYOQ. Bring your own question here on Fired Up Friday. If you want to ask a question on Clubhouse, just feel free to back channel me, and we will bring you up. And, yeah, take a quick second. Follow the people next to you. Invite your friends and family, anyone that you think would benefit with that plus button. And let's continue and keep it going, Dave. So please feel sure. free to take a question. Yeah, I got lots of questions coming in online, lots of questions here on Clubhouse. So let's get to the most, uh, the next one, sorry, 
Um, what's the best lesson that your grandparents taught you? Well, gratitude is one, obviously, it's very young age. My grandmothers, especially, you gotta say thank you, you gotta say thank you. But the best piece of advice was from my father's father, my grandfather. And as I was searching and attaching my emotions to multiple outcomes, feeling overwhelmed and distracted and distorted from my true connection of happiness, health, wealth, and worthiness, instead of focusing in on what was interfering with it, I was attaching it to the outcomes and that outcome was not making me happy even though I received financial uh, success, defining myself by that success, by my bank account was not the right way to learn how to be happy. So I asked my grandfather, who lived in 97, both of my grandfathers did, I, I said, you know, I, I think I'm a little bit lost. I'm, <laughs> I have everything I ever dreamed of. Where's happiness found, Gramps? And my grandpa, I called him the toptimist because uh, there's optimists and then, you know, there's toptimists and he was my pop. I should call him the poptimist because he was such an amazing person to find love and lessons. He said, you only need three things to be happy. I said, only three things? He said, yep, only three things. He said, you need to practice the capability of loving the activity you get paid for. You'll spend a third of your life with activity you get paid for and you better learn to love it. If you learn to love activity that you get paid for, a third of your life will be bliss. He said, the second is you need to find one person that can find the light and the love and the lessons in you. All it takes is one person to be the liaison between you and yourself and your family and her or him and the children, whatever it is, all the rest of the world Everybody needs a witness. You need one witness, one conduit, one catalyst, one person that has the ability to find the light, the love, and the lessons in you when you are not capable of loving yourself. You spend a third of your life interacting with other people with activity you don't get paid for. And you need that witness with you to help and assist you to find the light, the love, and the lessons. So find the best life partner that you can. And then he said, the third is to find the best bed you can. You spend a third of your life sleeping, grandson, a third of your life going to bed to wake up at a higher self, to wake up rested. The majority of people on earth, they go to bed every night and it's a shame, but they wake up more tired than then they went to bed. They wake up more anxious than then we went to bed. When the purpose of going to bed is not only to recover mentally, spiritually, and physically, but to access new downloads, new information, new prayers, new blessings, new spells, spellings for the next day to cast upon yourself with the words, the belief, the activity that will help you be happy. So spend the most money that you can on the best bed, the best sleep coach, everything to involve with sleep that you can because a third of your life is spent recovering and accessing information through sleep. And if you have activity that you love, that you get paid for, if you have a conduit, a witness, a catalyst for the activity you don't get paid for, and if you have just one bed and one sleep coach, one sleep mechanism modality that allows you to recover mentally, physically, spiritually, and excel, this is perfect. So thank you so much. Um, and so those are the three things 
best advice that my grandfather had ever given to me. And the sleep part uh, is probably the easiest and most important of all three because it's the one that contributes to the first two as well. So the activity I get paid for and don't get paid for. All right, Jake, who's up next? All right, Dave, we've got a question from TikTok actually. And the question is, can you explain coherence and why is it so important? <laughs> yeah, so um, I'm always looking to see what's behind what we want, right? So I'm always trying to create a habit machine. Uh, so the idea of a habit machine is what, what do we need to do so that when we think about what we want, we're able to enjoy the consistent, persistent pursuit of what we want, not just tell ourselves to say thank you. And I use thank you as my example because obviously, you know, not only through the gratitude challenge, which you all can join me, but the easiest way to change your life is to say thank you. It takes 0.1 seconds to think or say thank you. It takes 0.1 seconds and is free. And every world thought leader, every great, successful, passionate, purposeful, and profitable person is gracious. It's the only common denominator of happiness, gratitude, the only one. And yet, how come I can't get everybody to say thank you, including myself? How is it that I can forget to say thank you? How is it that I don't say thank you? And so at first I said, you know what I'm gonna teach people? Adherence. I'm gonna teach them adherence. So I spent the majority of the content that I have in the books and the TV shows and the podcasts and all the things that I'm doing to teach people adherence. What is adherence, Jake? I'll tell you, adherence is number one, teaching people to remember to have systems to access what they want to remember, but to remember what it is that they want, and then two, to actually do it. The two components of adherence, but adherence is two separate things. And you know, just like dogmatic religion or anything else, I don't like things that separate us because I believe we all are one. We are all holy with a W and an H. We are all holy and what we see there is here. We, people are just mirrors of ourselves. That's all they are. What we don't like in an individual is what we don't like in ourselves. And so I started to say, it's not adherence to remember and execute on that which we want. It's actually coherence. The cooperative of clearing the interference, not bringing two things together, adherence, but coherence of clearing the interference between me and that which I can't remember or that which I want. So I teach coherent, I teach people to remember and to execute on the remembrance. And if you do that, it is the oil, it is the gas of the habit machine so that if you have a certain objective of I want to do this, I want to be this, I want to, what it does is coherence allows us to clear the interference to say, I already am, it's done, it's done, it's done. Let me utilize coherence to remember it and execute on it to clear the interference between what's already done, what's already there. And so coherence is the super glue that puts this all together with the habit machine. Thank you, Dave. And as you mentioned, the easiest way to change your life is to simply just say thank you, which is, is super important. Dave, if anyone wants to get your gratitude challenge, what's the best way to get it? Uh, look at my bio and email me or Google me. I'm so accessible, but emails, I answer myself. So just say, I want to join and I'll send you a link. David at dmelter.com. It's in the bio. Uh, it's free, of course. Just get it. 
I've utilized coherence to build it. It's the process of remembering and executing on the most powerful practice in the world, gratitude. Perfect. Thank you for that. Uh, Dave, let's uh, take a quick question here on Clubhouse, and then if you want to take a question from sure. Zoom. Uh, next up, we've got Atandra. Atandra, if you can please unmute yourself and welcome to the Clubhouse. Hey there, Jake. Thank you so much for uh, bringing me up to the stage. And thank you so much, David, for taking the time to pour into us and share with us. My question is, how have you been able to take all of this and, and relate it to your business? How, how, have you been, how have you been able to take all of these and transfer these blessings and these tools into your business and how you run your business and how you think about your business? Perfect. And thank you for that extraordinary question of re reconciliation. It's like, hey, these are great theories. These are great thoughts. How do we put it into practice? And so what I do is I create systems, one in which I have a non-negotiable time for my entire company, clients, et cetera, that every Monday I have a non-negotiable one hour that everyone needs to attend to utilize and remind ourselves a collective consciousness of the values that we are going to work under, the construct of activities that we get paid for under gratitude, number one, forgiveness, number two, gratitude will give us the right perspective. Forgiveness will give us peace within our organization. Accountability will give us control of the organization, knowing what did we do to attract this and what are we supposed to learn from it? That's why these you know small gatherings of my employees and customers or whatever we do every Monday allows us to be accountable and learn more lessons because fast learners are successful. Fast learners is what I look for. And then also remind ourselves of the fourth, which is effective communication, the ability to know wh where we are connected to and through that in-spirit inspiration. So we start by having values and reminding on Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, a non-negotiable time so nobody can miss this virtual meeting or live meeting or combination thereof. Nobody in the company, none of the clients, whatever it is that is joining into this to collaborate and coalesce together because everyone knows all it takes is a small group of people in a coordinated collective consciousness in order to change the world. So easily it will impact your company as well. So Monday, Wednesday, Friday, reminding, remembering the values of gratitude, forgiveness, accountability, and effective communication, and then going through the five daily practices and executing on those every single day with the collective, with the consciousness that I've created. Meaning one, everybody knows what they want personally, experientially, giving wise and receiving wise. And they do a weighted balance of each of those values within the context of what do they want today? All of us not being afraid of being a hypocrite, of changing our mind because we learned something, because we got slapped and yelled at, and we now have found a lesson and do something better. So we changed our minds together. We changed our mind and expressed our own genius that allows us to learn and grow and accelerate and expand. We know our what, then we all know our who. Who can we help with what we want and who can help us get what we want? So we ask and find the people that sit in a situation that we wanna be in and ask them for help, ask them for directions to where maybe they already are or beyond. And then after we know our what and our who, we know our how. 
utilizing a student of the calendar system where I have daily captains that are looking for the entire month at Monday, a daily captain for Tuesday, a daily captain for Wednesday, a tomorrow's captain that's always looking at tomorrow, just tomorrow, not a month worth of Monday, Tuesdays, or Wednesday, but just tomorrow, and utilizing with a lens of productivity, meaning how can I utilize the activity that's planned and not planned and sleep in order to effectuate being more productive, providing more value, and then a lens of accessibility as they study with attention and intention to create coincidences. They study it with accessibility. How accessible am I to other people to do this? And more importantly, how am I accessing what I want? How am I receiving what is already my claim? How am I reclaiming by clearing the interference between me and what I want that already exists in the omniscient, all-powerful infinity, living between limitlessness and that infinity, living in abundance by being a student in my calendar with the lens of productivity, with the lens of accessibility, and of course, the final most powerful lens, the lens of gratitude. How can I find the light, the love, and the lessons in what I don't understand? How can I find the light, the, the lessons in what naturally seems to be punishment? How do I find the light, the love, and the lessons in this protection and promotion? How can I do that? And utilizing knowing my how, I now can, number four, do it. So one, two, and three, who, <clears throat> what, who, and how, it reminds me what I want to do and who can help me and how to get it done. But number four, doing it now creates the coherence of prioritization. Prioritization is the antidote to procrastination. Prioritization allows us to quickly make decisions that are aligned with the who, the what, and the how. It allows us to align with the efficiency, effectiveness, and statistical success. That doing it now allows us through prioritization to make sure that we are productive, accessible, and gracious with every moment that we have. And then finally, if you know your what, your who, your how, and your now at your company, your entire collective consciousness will apply that why. There will be no search for the whys. There will be no procrastination and laziness and interference of the need to be right, offended, separate, inferior, superior, anxious, frustrated, angry, guilty, worried, resentful, all of those things that cost us money, cost us time, cost us emotion and value in our businesses. There'll be no more of it. If there is, it will only be for minutes and moments, not days, weeks, months, and years, building and gaining its own momentum, creating more shortages, voids, and obstacles in our business than ever before. But instead, as a collective, through the process of Monday, Wednesday, Friday meetings, through the process of the reminding of the values of gratitude, forgiveness, accountability, and inspiration, through the daily practices of knowing what, who, how, and now, coherence will exist to apply the why to create happiness within our organization, the ability to make more money, help more people, and have more fun with the activity that we get paid for. That's the goal that I set forth to make people happy. What a terrific uh, question, a pragmatic one to utilize the speed of thought in the pragmatic world of the speed of light. Thank you so much, Jake. I'm gonna take another Dude, you question. you are on. a beast, Meltzer. Golly, that was. <laughs> What's up, brother? Man, that was a I got fired up Friday. I think I, we're all I, fired up right now, Dave. Whoever's when, fired when, up, when I, your likes. Let's do this. Hey, whenever I hear Glenn talking, all of a sudden I get a little schizophrenic. I'm thinking I'm talking to myself. He sounds so much like me. 
I love it, bro. That was that was fire right there. You're on fire. <laughs> right on, man. I love Glenn Lendy. That's all I got to say about that. Let me take a question online and maybe, Glenn, you have a question for me if you're still around or somebody else. Okay, Jake? You got it. Yeah, we've got Mike coming up next, but Glenn, feel free to chime in as well. Perfect. Here's here's one for for it's interesting. What's one skill you don't have but wish you did? Um, there's so many, but the one that I wish I did, and, and look, you have skill. It's just quantumly, energetically, and genetically, you may have uh, inherited a really low bottom of it. Remember, skills and knowledge are your bottom. Your desire is your potential. Remember that. Skills and knowledge. So my bottom skill that I have no energetic and genetic inheritance of is singing. <laughs> I am the world's worst singer or close to it. I could train, I have potential, right? I could train and I'd still be so bad nobody would want to listen to me. So I try not to sing. I try to enjoy other people singing. And I have found because my quantum being, my skills and knowledge are so low, I have such a low base, basement that I don't want to spend my time, this journey, this lifetime pursuing a singing career when nobody else will enjoy it but me. Where other things come naturally and I have a very high potential, very high basement that, you know, for example, you know, I could, uh, you know, articulate quantitative value, right, as a salesperson, uh, quantumly, my basement is so high, right, without trying, I can hit my comp plans. And so many people do that. So I think the importance of this is that we have skills, the understanding of, you know, which basement do you wish was higher so you could pursue its potential in a prioritized time focus of this pragmatic world? Singing for me would be it. I wish I had a quantum na nature to bring vibration and frequency, love and light, like Darian, our friend, does, you know, in an instant, a second without trying. Uh, but it ain't happening with me. I can spend my lifetime here trying all I want to sing or dunk a basketball. And it's the potential is just not there to reach a level that would be enjoyable for anybody except for me. So please utilize this perspective in order to effectuate choosing the skill that you would like to pursue that may have a higher basement that will benefit you and others greatly in this pragmatic world. Thank you, Dave. Uh, next up, Dave, we'll take a question here on Clubhouse, as mentioned. Glenn Lundy, are you here? Glenn, a.k.a. Dave Sound Double, are you here? <laughs> you got a question for me, my brother? Oh, I thought Mike was going first. Okay. Mike Momola. I'll, I'll jump in, guys. Go ahead, Mike. Hey, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Dave, my question is, when we're talking about all of these things, adherence, coherence, other high-frequency activities, what role or what part does diet play in all of this? You know, I do some, some crazy things that people would think are crazy that you and I discuss, like, you know, Japanese water therapy and applying the, the lessons of Dr. Masaru Emoto and putting my intentions into the water, then drinking it in an effort to increase that frequency within me. So how, how, what are the things that you do in terms of what you eat or drink uh, throughout the day to help? Because energy and what we consume is, is a, a source of energy. What things do you do to keep that as high as you can so that you can get to the light, the love? And all? Oh, great. Well, first of all, there are no diets, right? If you do something to die it, talk about spelling, casting a spell on yourself. You don't want to do anything to die it. 
right? We want to have nutrition, a newer way to add to ourselves more value. And there's four four things that we need. Uh, and nutrition is, is one of those four, meaning nutrition, not only uh, substance and sustenance, uh, but nutrition of ideas and, and thoughts, uh, people. These are nutrition to us. What feeds us? Uh, and it's the most essential thing. I do speak to water like you. I put my intentions in every sip or chance that I can through coherence that I remember to say, you know, I love myself or I am healthy. I put it into that water and then drink it into the 80% of myself, which is water. And it's no uh, coincidence uh, that water is one of the second, hydration is one of the second of the four needs. And so, you know, being able to combine nutrition and water, and then another type of nutrition is air. And because it's the third of what we need. So I have practices of breathing to make sure that I'm utilizing the third necessity of life. You need nutrition to live, you need hydration to live, and you need air to live. And so all three of those combine together to accelerate, grow and expand and allow me to raise my frequency, as you suggest, and awareness. And then finally, we spoke about it earlier from my unbelievable poptimist uh, advice to me, right? Sleep, right? Sleep is the ability to recover mentally, physically, and spiritually every day and access more information to plateau and grow so we don't live our lives like tube, tubes, food in, food out paycheck in, paycheck out. No, we're expanding, growing, and accelerating. We are plateauing every day and growing. This is what we want to do by understanding whatever practice it is, your nutritional practices are essential that are combined with your hydration practices, your breathing exercises and practices, and your sleep. Utilizing all types of methodologies, whatever it is that rocks your world, multiple, both, eithers, and ors, you are only going to expand and grow if you know all I need to do to get what I want and be happy, to remind, remember, and recollect that I'm happy, healthy, wealthy, and worthy, is to focus in on, pay attention to, and give intention to the coincidences I want through nutrition, hydration, breathing, and sleep everything else will take care of itself because I've cleared the way for it to take care of itself in this abundant, limitless world. I suggest everyone look up that practice that Mikey's talking about. It is an extraordinary, free, simple way to actually uh, put in you energetically your ideas. It's a transformational experience. Thank you, Mikey, for reminding me. My pleasure. Thank you. All right, Jake, how about I take one question, then we take Glenn, unless Glenn has to go now. Glenn, what are, you, are you okay? Yeah, I'm going to have to hop in real quick because yeah, do uh, it. Do I've it. got my, my breakfast with Danelle Delgado here in, in a few minutes. I 13 minutes. For that. That's right. Exactly. 13 minutes. Yes. Um, David, I got an interesting question for you. How do we separate or decipher God's will from our own? I love that. Okay. How do we decipher, decipher or separate God will from our own? Well, first of all, we don't. What we do is we use our free will to clear the interference of God's free will. Because just mathematically, if God is all-knowing, omniscient, and all-powerful, the only will we should have is to clear the interference between that and that will because we are ignorant 
and hopefully humble, which in its definition is using our free will to clear the interference between us in the everythingness, the allness, the limitlessness and abundance that God has compared to using our free will to get what we want in coordination with God to go get it. God ain't gonna make us get it. He loves us more than we love our own children. He's just gonna hand it off if it's gonna be good to us. If it's gonna promote and protect us, he's gonna give it to us. We gotta figure out what we're doing to interfere with it with that ego, edging goodness out of our life, the EGO, right? Using fear as interference, the need to be right, offended, separate, inferior, superior, anxious, frustrated, angry, guilty, resentful, all these different things that create that interference because we think that we use our free will to get what we want. No. Use your free will to clear the interference between that that you want and that which already exists in God and in yourself because you are just part and parcel and connected to and through God itself. Your free will is God's free will. The only thing you're here to do as your embodiment is interfere with it. <laughs> so let's all shift our paradigm and perspective to what the heck we're doing to interfere with everything that makes us happy and helps other people and creates more abundance. And we'll be able to figure this out in a much more efficient, effective and statistically successful way. This question you asked me, Glenn, is the crux of where people have separation, anxiety, fear. This is the crux where the mistakes, failures, and setbacks become punishment, not promotion, not protection. This question is the great question of reconciliation that your will is God's. What are you doing to interfere with it? This is why we bring light to darkness. Why is it that one particle of light overcomes millions of particles of darkness? Because that one particle of light is God's free will. The darkness is what you're doing to interfere with it. So when we bring the light to the darkness, it has an exponential impact. Everybody today, let's utilize this mantra that I'm happy, I'm healthy, I'm wealthy, and I'm worthy. What am I doing to interfere with it? And I'm going to use all my free will to clear that interference. All right, Jake. I'm Jake. All right, Glenn. Go, go get it. It's an incredible program you got going on. I know I'm going to be there in a couple of weeks. So, uh, I can't wait to record with you. Thank you, David. I appreciate you, sir. And I'm looking forward to that as well. And I appreciate you being here with us. I know you're traveling all around the world. So appreciate you taking the space. <laughs> Thank you. All right. I'm going to take another one online, Jake. We got 10 minutes left. We should be able to handle a few more here. Um, here's a pragmatic question. What advice do you have for keeping a client after you land them? A lot of times when we know a lot about business, we can simplify the business. A lot of people ask me after I ran the most notable sports agency in the world, you know, how do I become a sports agent? Do I go to law school? What sport? All these different questions. I said, look, it's simple. And a lot of businesses are broken down to this simplicity. You know, let's figure out the best way that you can get a client and two, keep them. Now, when you get a client, you're only 20% of the way there. So that's the first distinction of understanding how you keep a client, knowing that you're 80% there after you get a client. You got 80% of the work to do after you get a client. And in order to get a client, you got to stimulate interest, transition interest, and share a vision. But to keep a client, through that process, you have to have some formal or informal go-no-go no go plan that tells you not only are we going to remember 
what I promised, but we're going to execute on it to meet the expectations of the go, no go plan step by step. Now this can be inherent or explicit. It could be an email or it could be a scoping of $50,000 that goes through each date and action item to be checked off and to be coordinated and collaborated as yes, I'm ready to go. If anybody wants this go, no go plan, I have a template for you. You can utilize it in your life. It will allow you to statistically keep a client because a kept client is the best client because they're your best sales rep. It's what creates the exponentiality to your business. A kept client is one that you have utilized a go, no go plan of some context or modality in order to effectuate meeting the expectations so that they tell other people, this is someone that does what they say. What does that mean? You're more credible. Credibility being the most, credibility being the most valuable of all characteristics in business. Because if you get to the point where you're even close to 100% credible, you can just tell people to do things and they'll do it. If I was 100% credible, I could tell over 50,000 people on this training today, I could tell you all, wire me a million bucks, I will wire you a million, a million and a half or two million, whatever amount I wanted at the end of next year. If I was 100% credible, everyone over 50,000 people would do whatever it took to get that million dollars to me because they have certainty through credibility. Credibility is formed through meeting expectations in a pragmatic sense of creating a plan, a go, no go plan, step-by-step -step of how you're going to get them to where you promised to get them to and the ability to articulate the quantitative value of that and then meet that expectation only creates what I call the fifth step of the five to thrive. It allows your business to thrive because your kept clients are getting you more kept clients through the credibility that you've earned by stimulating interest correctly, transitioning that interest correctly, sharing that vision correctly with a go, no go plan. And then at that point being 20% done, utilizing 80% of your free will to execute on the go, no go plan, managing those expectations so that the opportunities thrive. The Noah's Ark of business two, getting two, getting two, getting two, two times two times two times two turns into a very healthy business. So after you've landed that client, realize you're 80% of the way there, create a go, no go plan, which I'm happy to give you. Just email me, look at my bio, uh, or david at dmeltzer.com or google me if you can't remember it you'll find it everywhere and i will send you a go no go plan so you can start keeping your clients after you land them all right jake we got time for one more who may it be let's do it the go no go plan as dave mentioned feel free to email him david at dmeltzer.com we got six minutes left five minutes left as dave mentioned dave let's take a question on instagram about haters what is your <laughs> advice for dealing with haters and how can you deal with them moving forward in everything that you do on social? Well, this may be some of the best advice I can give to, to this group. There's a lot of people who, uh, you know, don't understand this, that want to be speakers, for example. So just start by realizing that you would rather people hate you for who you are than love you for who you're not. If all you want to do is have people love you, nobody will love you. If you are okay with people hating you for who you are, but loving you for who you are, people will love you. It's because just at your natural frequency, so for example, any speaker in the world, talented or not talented, practiced or not practiced, it wouldn't matter, could step on a stage and 10% of the people on average will love you. 
Some may even come up and ask for your autograph. Some may even tell you that you changed their life because you're on their same frequency. And guess what? 10% are going to hate you. No matter how genius you are, they're going to hate you because your frequency is so disparate from their frequency. The question is, what are we doing with that other 80%? And the best way to capture the other 80% to allow them to connect through and to us, to resonate with us, is to be ourselves and build upon who we are, our own Shakespearean revival, to thine own self be true. And so when we experience people that hate us, we should feel protected and promoted because it's just identifying those people that will never, never, love us or are having a bad situation or snapshot or experience with us that will deter them from loving us. But more importantly, when and if they're so uh, re uh, repelled by us that they feel that it does them well to bring negative energy to the situation by saying something negative to us or to others, all they're doing is protecting us for the people that are resonating at that frequency. They're 10% that are never going to love you either. They're protecting you because you won't have them reaching out to you to throw you hate. You won't have them attracted to you to give you any interference. They're protecting you. They're gathering all the negativity for you and keeping it away from you. And guess what else they're doing? Is they're giving energy to all the people that do love you or may love you or are open to loving you. Because those people now have attention on, wait a second, this guy's not an a-hole. This person doesn't, that wasn't my experience, right? And so all you can do is pray for those people's happiness because if they were happy, they wouldn't be attacking you. It's okay they hate you. It's okay that you have disparate frequencies, but they wouldn't be attacking you or attacking you to others or to your own face. Either way, they're protecting and promoting you and gathering up all the negative energy and keeping it away from you and strengthening the positive energy that is aligned with you. So pray for their happiness. Pray, bring light to resentment and offense, to judgment and condition. Bring light to it, knowing that if they were happy, they wouldn't be attacking anyone because you can't give what you don't have. What they don't like about you is what they don't like about yourself, themselves. And so... I will use a mechanism to try to help people to bring light to them and I'll tell them, hey, I pray for your happiness. I appreciate your, your perspective, even though it's factually not aligned with my perspective or a lot of other people's perspective. And if you'd like to discuss it, feel free to call me. Here's my cell phone, 858-688-3294. I'm never afraid to give my direct line cell phone because I find that people are too afraid to call me best thing I can do, right? Those that are truly aligned and resonate and inspired, they're going to use my number. Those that don't are too afraid to call. They're just safely hiding behind a DM, an email, or some sort of conversation when they take other people to lunch to say, oh, you know, that guy's not this or that. Look, I've had it happen to me. Right? All the time, I had an author one time that I bent over backwards for, and he had to lie, manipulate, cheat, misinterpret things, and say negative things about me. And I prayed for his happiness. And the people that called me to protect me, love me more. And I said, hey man, I am sure he believes what he says. I just pray for his happiness. I don't have a need to be offended or upset or separate, inferior, superior to this individual because obviously they're so unhappy that they're taking their time a year and a half later to talk at lunch some negative stuff about somebody. 
That doesn't sound like a happy, healthy person. That sounds like a miserable person that is spiraling into void shortages and obstacles instead of elevating others to elevate themselves, instead of finding the light, the love, and the lessons, even if the situation factually is true or untrue, finding the light, the love, and the lessons and being positive with it and to it and through it. So everybody out there, remember, those who hate you and attack you and put judgments on you are protecting and promoting you. Remember, God itself, who loves you so much, would not put them there unless it was so, just like every other pain, mistake, failure, or setback. The same applies to those who attack. Thank you, everybody, so much. This is the BYOQ training. Join my 14-day gratitude challenge. It'll change your life. Please reach out to me if you need anything. But most importantly, before I go, Jake, be kind to your future self and do good deeds. We'll see you guys later. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, David. Thank you, Jake. Thank you, everybody. Let's get a, a mic flash, everybody. Thank you so much for joining. Yeah. Amazing, amazing. Happy Friday, everybody. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.